Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. Ryan Merkley jumped in, grabbed the puck, threw it back to the point. The shot by Magda. Score! That's what the Sharks need from Ryan Merkley right there. He jumped in and kept the play going. Magna from the point, threw it to the net. It got deflected past Elliott, and the Sharks are on the board. You're listening to the Sharks Audio Network. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. On Monday, the 9th of May, the San Jose Sharks announced that they had signed defenseman Jacob Magna to a new two-year contract extension. Per the release, Magna, 29 years old, was recalled from the San Jose Barracuda on October 30th and became a regular presence on the Sharks' blue line for the remainder of the season. In 44 games with the Sharks, Magna recorded eight points off two goals and six assists and 16 penalty minutes. He set NHL career highs in nearly every category, including goals, assists, points, shots, hits, block shots, takeaways, and time on ice per game. I sat down with Magna on Thursday the 12th of May while he was getting ready for the IIHF Hockey World Championships in Finland. And despite the time difference, he was his usual classy self. All right, we are now joined on the Sharks Audio Network by Jacob Magna, of course, just signed a new deal with the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Megs, congratulations, man, and uh, hello from Finland. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And yeah, hello. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I, I got to ask, man, like just if you go back to, to training camp at the, the start of this season, um, I mean, I, I imagine that you, you know, you really wanted to have the opportunity to prove yourself and, you know, really try and take that next step in your career to be consistent at the NHL level. But I mean, is this <laughs> has this totally exceeded where you expected you would be if we were conducting this interview in May from where you thought you'd be in October? Um, yeah, you know, a little bit. I think, you know, every year you go into training camp um, hoping for the best and preparing to make the NHL team and play 82 games like you, like you always want to do. Um, but obviously coming into San Jose, the year before I was on an American League deal, so I was just super excited to have an NHL contract and have a chance to be called up. Um, and, you know, it was pretty clear early on, at least during training camp, that you know, I wasn't going to be a guy that, that started there. Maybe they had some other guys they wanted to give opportunities to. And, you know, that's that's the way it works. Most times they kind of have guys penciled in and then the season goes on and you see what works and what doesn't. So um, it's definitely exped- exceeded my expectations a little bit. Um, but obviously it was something that, you know, I was working for and, and, and hoping to get an opportunity to show that, that I could play in the NHL again. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what Bob Bugner always talked about, whether it was, um, you know, injuries or COVID that always allowed for opportunity for anybody was that if you do get that opportunity, make the most of it. I mean, when he would preach that message, because I know he constantly said it uh, to the media side of things, is that what he was preaching to, to you as well and to other players who were coming up and getting their opportunity with the team? Yeah, I think so a little bit. And obviously the COVID situation maybe uh, gave more opportunities than a normal would uh, normal year would just with uh, injuries or trades. So um, it was definitely something that uh, we were all aware of. And, 
for myself, you know, it maybe helped help get a foot in the door. And I think, yeah, like the first time I was called up, uh, Boogie wasn't even wasn't even coaching because he also was out. Yeah. So it was, it was just an interesting year. And obviously the beginning of the year was different COVID-wise than the end of it as far as testing and team stopping playing or keeping going. So it was it was just kind of a perfect mix, at least in my situation, getting an opportunity early and, and showing that, that I could play there and, um, and just kind of tried to run with it as best I could. Going back to that first game on October 30th when, you know, the COVID positive started popping everywhere and you guys kind of found out on very short notice. Cause if I, if I believe correctly, you guys had a game the night before, maybe in Stockton, I can't remember off the top of my head, but do, do you remember much about that day? Um, so yeah, I remember we played that the night before and then we came in the next morning. I don't think we were supposed to have a pregame skate, but we were supposed to have some meetings and stuff. And I, I don't know if they they canceled our game or they just um, canceled practice. I think they canceled our practice because the Sharks had some COVID issues and they were nervous. And, you know, they, I met with Roy and the staff and they just said, I, I think it was Merckx and Mello were, were going up and playing for sure. And they didn't know what else was happening, but just kind of keep my phone. And I remember going home and just sitting there with my wife, like, all right, well, I, I, we have the day off. And I wound up going to the grocery store at like one o'clock. Um, and I think I got, I, I think I literally found out at like 2 PM that I was, I got a call from Joe <laughs> Will and he just said, Hey, like, sorry to do this to you, but I think we might need you to play tonight. Like if you don't hear from me again, just show up at the rink at five. And I was like, okay, awesome. Like, <laughs> I don't, no need to be sorry. Like, this is great. doesn't matter. Like, so I just remember, I think I, I had a, a Chipotle or something quick and then went home, took a shower and, and got ready for the game. That was a fun game, man. I mean, that was one of the most interesting situations. I mean, I, I guess it became more of the norm as we got deeper into the NHL season for every team because all of a sudden, um, you know, everybody was popping positive, it seemed like, left and right. But, you know, that was just a one of the great wins of the year, if not arguably the best win of the year just because of the circumstances and guys going down. And, you know, I guess that must have been relatively nice for you that you immediately got to play um, in that game with Ryan Merkley because you'd been playing with him um, in the AHL. Yeah, you know, it was something that uh, was discussed kind of when I when I signed with San Jose that, you know, I'd be playing with Merckx a lot. And, you know, if he does well and things go well, like there could be an opportunity. Like I didn't really think that there would there would be much of a chance that we'd play together in the NHL. Um, just as far as, you know, you hear that all the time, but it's normally not two guys going up at once or even a deep pairing going up. And then lo and behold, uh, a month into the season, me and him are, are both playing together and with the Sharks. So it was it was a pretty cool moment, and uh, obviously his first game and, and my first game in a couple of years. So it was it's definitely special for both of us, and we were we were excited to uh, to participate. Obviously, yeah. And and this was your most extended look at the NHL level. I know with Anaheim, you you'd racked up um, you know close to fifty games between twenty seventeen and twenty nineteen. Um, but this year you got 44 games. Obviously, that was, I'm sure, better for you in terms of establishing flow and establishing your understanding for, um, you know, the game at the NHL level. And, you know, that that's my perspective, obviously. But what was it like from your perspective to be much more of a regular in the lineup as the season went on? Yeah, you know, it's it's a tough league uh, to play in. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, when you're up and down or you're in and out, it's it's tough to get a rhythm. And, you know, you don't know night to night if you're if you're playing or how much you're playing. And, you know, there was there were some good stretches there where it felt like, you know, I knew I was going to be in the lineup most nights. And, you know, I knew what I needed to do and what was expected of me. So it was nice to get in the flow and have a have a consistent D partner um, as much as possible with obviously injuries and things came up. So it was it was nice to 
kind of get a real run at it. And, you know, I just tried to make the most of it and show, uh, you know, the coaches and, and, and the guys in the team, you know, that I, that I could, I could play at this level and, you know, hopefully help the sharks and, and help us win games. How helpful was it? A, that Bob Bugner's not a guy to uh, beat around the bush and that B Bugner doesn't seem too removed from, you know, his, his mindset as a player. It seems like he very much understands, sympathizes, empathizes with what the players are going for. Like was he, pretty um clear in what he needed from you on a game-to-game basis would he be very direct because it it seems like that's how he is it doesn't seem like he's one to ever try and um you know uh paint an unclear picture he's 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 pretty blunt (laughs) yeah you know what he's he was great for me he's uh he's obviously a true players coach and you know he's been through it and he's he's been uh around the game since he left so it's not like there's any detachment so he was he was clear with all of us you know as a team we knew what we needed to do to be successful. We, he, he showed it to us. We showed when we did it correctly that we were capable of winning games and beating good teams. And um, yeah, he was, he was great for me. And the guys, the guys played really hard for him. And we, uh, we really want, wanted to win, you know, for each other and for the coaching staff, they were all great. And they were all helping, helping pull, uh, pull us all along, especially the guys that maybe hadn't been there and, you know, just giving us confidence and yeah, keeping things as simple as possible. So we knew, um, you know, what we needed to do to be successful. What was it like um, for you to kind of learn about your own game with the more consistent time at the NHL level? Or, or were, are there things now heading into the offseason that you were like, okay, I need to work on this, this, this? Or was it more like you looked at your overall game and said, okay, I got a really good um, you know, sample of where my game is and you know, I needed to work on all of it? Like how, how do you self-evaluate, I guess? Yeah, I think I think it was a little bit of both, like you're saying. Obviously, you know, going into every offseason, um, there's always things you can get better on. And um, for me, being a big guy, you know, skating is something. I, even the guys who are the best skaters in the world, they they look to improve that every summer. So for me, being a big guy, needing to be mobile, and um, that's something that I've always um, stressed and focused on during the summer. Um, and even something uh, like body positioning and using my body kind of to shield guys off or take away time and space and and close quickly is something that I'm always trying to get better at because as a defenseman, you know, we're just trying to kill plays however we can as quickly as possible, especially with the system we play, you know, that that's when we find our most success. But at the same time too, it was nice to know that, you know, the days and, and weeks and months and years that, that I've been uh, spending away from the NHL and the American league that I, I was getting better. And I could, I could see real differences from the last time I played the NHL. And, you know, I still feel like I'm getting better and improving as a player. So it was nice to see that had paid off some and also just the, the confidence from, you know, going up out there against the best players every night. It was, it was a lot of fun getting to play with Bernsey and Carly and going against guys that are, you know, you watch on TV on all these highlight reels and um, just awesome hockey players and, you know, going out there and defending and coming out and just showing that you, you can be on the same ice with them and hold your own and, and make plays still. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, it was, it was a good, uh, a, a good uh, measuring stick for my game and obviously lots to work on in the off season to come back hopefully better next year. When you talk about that measuring stick of, um, you know, being able to watch a Carlson, a Burns of Lassick, three blue liners who have been, you know, premier guys at the NHL for quite some time. Do you look at aspects of their game and wonder if there's things you can adapt and adopt into your own game? Yeah, absolutely. You know, what, guy, a guy like Carly, you know what, um, you know, he's got a skill set that, that I don't, that's a little bit different. And you sometimes you're out there watching him and you're just kind of in awe. Um, but I think for me, like when I played with him, it was just knowing 
where I needed to be to support him and when to get him the puck and just kind of get out of the way. And um, with Burnsy, it was a little bit just him being my size. I think mm-hmm. I, I could pick up some stuff, just getting pucks through from the blue line and being as effective as he is playing those minutes. And, you know, especially, you know, watching a guy who's 37 years old lead, lead the league in minutes, just <laughs> unbelievable and still produce the way he does. And I mean, that guy plays against the top players every single night. It's, it's impressive to watch. Uh, from above and it's it's really impressive to see when you're on the bench with him or you're on the ice with him he's he's a workhorse so it was definitely really uh really cool to get to share time with those guys and become friends with them and and, you know just get to be in the same locker room and and go to battle every night yeah no I, i would imagine i mean it seems like it was a pretty tight locker room this year it seemed like everybody was always fighting for each other and very much on the same page and obviously you weren't there um, you know, the year prior when there was more of a talk of wanting to uh, correct kind of the culture with things going on. But did, when you came up, did you kind of feel like, all right, no matter what, you know, I, I got to go out there. If somebody, you know, puts in a, a hard hit on my guy, I got to go put one right back on theirs. Or was it more just like everybody's fighting for each other? It wasn't so much of a uh, of a concerted effort to, to know when or when not to retaliate. Yeah, you know, I think as a hockey player, that stuff's already kind of ingrained in you as far as retaliation or when to stick up for somewhere or when you feel like you need to to do something in response. But just the, the cohesiveness of the room and uh, the guys were honestly so great, like especially having that many new guys come into a room. Um, you know, it, it'd be very easy to just kind of treat them like they're they're not really part of the team because who knows how long they'll be there. But all the guys there were, were awesome from Cooch and Tommy and Timo, all, all the all the guys that were had been there and Bernsey and Carly. So they made it really easy for us to step in and, you know, just not put too much pressure on ourselves and just come in and, and try to help as best we could. And, you know, and I think it showed on the ice that, you know, we really did care for each other and you felt like you'd been in the locker room for four or five years with those guys after only a couple of weeks. So it was pretty special. And then the most important question is, uh, is Mario Ferraro as loud as he is reported to be? Well, uh, maybe louder. He's, he's something else. He's, he, we call him the energizer bunny, but he, uh, He's always going. He's always in somebody's ear, having a good time, laughing. And he, he's an interesting dynamic to, to add to the room. And it's a blast to be around him for sure. <laughs> so you're in Finland right now for the IIHF uh, Men's World Championships. Uh, you know, just getting getting called and you know being over there. How, how has the experience been up to this point? And I'll, I'll acknowledge we are recording this on uh, May 12th. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we're getting ready to start the tournament tomorrow. We did uh, we had an exhibition game against uh, Canada yesterday, so. It's been a lot of fun so far. Obviously, a new group of guys and getting to know guys that uh, I never met before. There's a couple familiar faces, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. And never, I've never gotten to play for Team USA at really any age, so it's definitely been uh, a big honor. And I was super excited when they called me, and uh, just looking forward to representing my country and, and getting to play some games here. Nah, man, very, very happy for you for obviously the opportunity to represent uh, the U.S. And I know everybody back in Illinois and your hometown is going to be very, very happy for you. And obviously the new contract, man, it's been really fun watching you uh, develop with the Sharks, obviously, and uh, hoping to see a lot more going forward. Uh, Enjoy your time at the Worlds, man, and I will see you soon. All right. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yend.